Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 122, Friday, September 3rd, 2021. We are back! And today is the three-year anniversary of the Doggy Juice Podcast. That's right, three years ago from today, September 3rd, 2018, on Labor Day. Uh, I recorded the first episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, and uh, we've come a long way since that first episode where I reeled off the uh, Doggy Juice Top 10 or or 10 Sports Betting uh, Commandments. And uh, it's funny to listen back to that first episode, to be honest with you. But come a long way, 122 episodes in now, and I know I've been away for a while since the end of May, uh, over three months, but with a new football season and sports calendar year upon us, it's time to fire up year four of this pod. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of PlayUp Limited or any of its subsidiaries. Things are going to look a bit different here moving forward. As most of you know, uh, at the start of the year, back in January, I began working for PlayUp US as Chief Compliance and Legal Officer. It really was a dream job for me to be the, the second hire on the US side for an established brand down in Australia looking to uh, move quickly here in the US and the gaming space um, as a gaming operator. And it's been really exciting, but really challenging and, and stressful times since then. And I know I've, I've told a lot of you about this and kind of touched on it on recent podcasts, but our team is growing. It's really exciting. Uh, just so everyone's aware, play up. We, we are live in Colorado with our sports book. We have been since March. And we are about to go live very soon here, which has been uh, my big process and challenge uh, since I, I picked up. But that's going live in New Jersey, um, which is an entire beast on its own going through um, all of that, um, the regulatory process with the regulator there. And um, it's, it's really exciting, but it's also very challenging as well because there's so much that goes into it. And um, on top of that, we're going to be launching our sports book in Indiana and Iowa, uh, targeting the end of the year for that as well. But that's just sports betting. We're going to be also entering new states as well. I, I can't really announce. I'm contractually obligated not to announce uh, other markets that we're, uh, that we're going to be signing soon. But um, we, we are very involved in sports betting and be looking to be um, one of the top players in the sports betting space across the U.S. Um, over the next few years in terms of market access and presence. Uh, but that's just sports betting. iGaming, an online casino, is really the the holy grail for a lot of companies. And I um, wouldn't say holy grail per se uh, for what we're looking to do, but obviously um, that's an exciting development right now. Um, iGaming is only li- or legal in five states currently, but a lot of states are actively exploring ways to to bring that in uh, as an additional form of state revenue makes a lot of sense um, for a lot of reasons that I've previously touched on in this podcast, uh, just to name a few. Obviously, COVID kind of sped up some processes that were already on their way uh, to, to happen eventually anyway. We have a lot of younger kids doing things on their phone, don't want to get up off the couch, tough to get people into the casinos during these uh, these times, uh, during the pandemic. So just makes a lot of sense in a lot of states, including the one where I'm based in Illinois, are, are exploring uh, legalization on the iGaming front. Uh, so I'm excited to announce that Play Up, we are uh, working towards launching in New Jersey for iGaming, uh, one of the five states where it is legal, and uh, with, with more states to follow there too. Um, exciting times uh, on that front. And then there's also horse racing. Um, we have a, a license play up with, with North Dakota, and uh, we're exploring opportunities to get involved in the, um, 
in paramutual and fixed odds, horse racing, fixed odds, horse racing is really something exciting to pay attention to in the gaming space in general this year. I've hypothesized that at the end of the year, um, fixed odds horse racing in in the U.S., certain jurisdictions, is going to be one of the top stories um, uh, when all, all things are said and done in 2021 in terms of uh, stories in the gaming space. But, oh my God, the amount of stories in the gaming space this calendar year alone, it's kind of hard to, to pick and choose one because there's been so many, and, and more on that later. And then also we have a product at PlayUp called PlayUp Slots Plus, which you can download uh, in the App Store right now. That's available in over half the states in the U.S., and that's a really creative um, app that allows you to play slots and lottery-style games using real-time or real, real-life real events, uh, the results of real-life events. So happy to answer more questions on how that works, but it's a really cool, slick-looking app. And uh, we also have a nice uh, free $2 bet just to, to if you're in a state where it's you're able to play, then encourage you just to go give it a try without even making a deposit and checking out the app because it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And of course, always gamble responsibly. Yeah, baby. So there's a lot going on um, with myself at PlayUp, and it's it's really taken up um, literally all of my time. Um, it's been it's it's something I've poured myself into entirely, and um, it's a lot of fun to see where we're going and everything. But uh, it really has, of course, impacted my ability to give my all on this podcast. Um, Fortunately, you know, during the, the summer months, there wasn't too much to cover from, uh, you know, from games being played and, and markets to take advantage of standpoint. Um, so things are going to look a bit different here moving forward. Um, and of course, I, you know, I, uh, all of my work at PlayUp over the past eight months and the countless hours has completely changed my personal day-to-day activities. I used to spend 40 plus hours a week uh, working on my numbers, my models for college football, college basketball, and NFL when those uh, were in season. And those numbers obviously led to many a plus EV bet, many ways, or sorry, uh, many plays that were shared uh, here with all of you on the Doggy Juice Pod over the past three years. Uh, unfortunately, that has now changed. I have zero hours to focus on my models. I uh, have an update. I have my priors, but haven't done much. And, and to be honest with you, even in the spring for college basketball, I wasn't doing much uh, there either. So um, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. On the flip side, now that I help run one of America's online sports books, I, of course, am very privy to where our sharp money is coming in and, and, and where. Uh, so we'll be where we'll be lacking uh, the doggy juice plays moving forward. And in the short term, I'll be able to compensate with some very interesting tidbits on where the sharp money's flowing on, on certain games, especially as we're entering football season here. Um, really, truly, because I've never been more keyed into that stuff uh, than I am right now. But just a little bit more about PlayUp as well. We're really trying to differentiate our, ourselves in the space with uh, transparency, with, with uh, obviously the best pricing in the market. And we also want to grow with you, the better, because this whole industry, and if, if you don't think that's the, this is the case, and just listen back to this podcast three years ago when sports betting was only legal, uh, I think it was only live in three states at that point in time, and we knew that there were more to come. But we know that this industry is growing and it's changing. Regulators are changing the laws um, on the fly. Uh, in some, inst- some instances making uh, changes to mistakes that they've realized over time. If they listen to the dog juice pod, maybe they could have done so earlier. Hint, Illinois college teams, uh, college, Illinois college teams, get it done. Uh, not in a way that you have got it done. But uh, anyway, things are changing. And, and not only from a regulatory side, just the way books are treating customers, the way betters themselves are learning um, how to how to bet more smartly, uh, learning more about the intricacies of betting, and a play up. We want to grow with you. We don't want that adversarial bookmaker, uh, you know, odds maker, bookmaker, client, uh, customer relationship. We want you to have fun on the app. 
we want you to have full transparency on how much you can get down at any time, what your limits are. And of course, we want to offer the most competitive pricing because in our opinion, uh, we would that's the way to do things in the long run. You'd rather take more bets and uh, move the line accordingly, embrace more liquidity, and of course, a smaller hold, but then you're able to, to take in more money and it's better for everybody. Betters are able to get down, we're able to take in more, and then taxpayers uh, in each state, they are able to, uh, the state is able to take in more money as a result, which benefits the taxpayer. So we've heard these concepts over time, obviously, and um, I won't belabor the point, but it's really exciting. We're building a play up, and I highly encourage you to, to uh, monitor what we're doing over there because uh, it's, it's really exciting. Um, in terms of the numbers, too, I, you know, I won't be giving out plays per se, but I will, you know, I'll be letting you guys know where I see the sharp money going, but also just market uh, discrepancies. But for a lot of you that are looking, you know, to really take it to the next level and even create your own model or learn how to do so, and this is not an ad, I promise, um, but I highly recommend that you check out the website unabated.com. Um, it's run by, by Captain Jack and Andrews and Rufus Peabody, professional sports bettors, uh, very knowledgeable voices in the space. And... Honestly, it's such a great tool, and they just rolled out their beta testing, so it's a new website, so you got to bear with them, but it basically helps users quantify their own opinions, um, and so I highly encourage you to go in there, and you can input your own numbers, just play around with it, because uh, there's just a lot of learning to be done uh, on a website like that. So much has happened this summer in terms of, of news and sports betting legalization and that side of things, so much so that there were some news events you know, in some weeks that would have been the major story of the month, you know, just a year or two ago. It would have been something I probably would have talked about in multiple episodes. But with this year, with all those events going on, those were just buried below the other headlines in the gaming industry on that same day. That's literally how crazy things have gone. Uh, just the consolidation in the industry uh, from the, the just mergers, acquisitions, obviously a lot of people pouring money into the space. The SPAC market was really hot at the beginning of the year and everyone wanted to get involved. Uh, but it's not just sports betting operators, too. There's people trying to get in, involved on the media side. Um, obviously, the veil's been lifted. The leagues now are embracing it. It's really funny because uh, the NFL is calling, uh, calling for irreparable harm if sports betting was legalized in the PASPA case uh, just just over three years ago. And now they have sports betting uh, personalities on NFL.com. So it's funny how that works. Uh, but that's the world we're living in here now. Um, so I'm going to be really, obviously, focusing as we're moving forward, I think, on this podcast. Um, and this is going to be a shorter episode, too. I will, be mo- I will have a play. I will have a, some market analysis for college football. You're going to have to wait on that um, towards the end of the pod. But moving forward, I will be focusing more on legalization um, because we over half the states have now legalized sports betting. 23 states are now live. Wyoming became the 23rd state to take a legal bet earlier this week on, on Wednesday. They were the first. Wyoming's a very interesting state to pay attention to because they're, a lot, they're like Tennessee in the sense that you don't have to have a land-based uh, market access partner in order to, to offer your... Uh, your product. Uh, there are, of course, other requirements in order to get involved. You can't just go set up shop, of course. It's a lot that goes into it, as I've learned over the past eight months, especially in New Jersey. Um, things like geolocation, KYC, um, you know, know your customer. You have to tick off, uh, obviously, a lot of boxes on, on IP verification. You have to make sure that you're checking against proxy betting issues. There's re- uh, reporting requirements. Uh, there's so much that goes into it, and it's like a very small subset of everything that you have to make sure is in place um, before launching a sports book in, in any state in the U.S. So 
a lot happening on multiple fronts on the legalization side, but really where we've seen the most exciting movement is in the biggest states, the most populous states in the country. New York was a big one over the summer where uh, they you know, basically passed a mobile online betting, but it's a very unique structure. Uh, online betting's not, not allowed in New York yet, but it is imminent, and I will touch on that in more depth in future episodes. Florida, Texas, and California, those are also states to pay attention to and very unique setups. Florida's uh, the closest to getting there. Texas and California, not much movement in those states, but there has been movement. And uh, it's very creative uh, the way the laws are looking in, in all of those states, but you know, especially New York and Florida, uh, where it's, it's going to be more imminent, where we're going to see uh, mobile sports betting in those states. Uh, j- just to, to be clear, New York sports betting is legal just in retail locations. So there is there's a lot to pay attention to. I will, of course, be uh, updating everyone on state-by-state legalization moving forward, as I have been for the previous three years. Doggy Juice Pot is always your home for the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization. But in terms of, of talking the games, I, I really want to make to look these episodes more evergreen moving forward as well by bringing in more, um, more guests that can speak to their experience in the industry. I've met so many people in the space over the past three years since I've really been involved in it, but uh, especially the past eight months since I've been with PlayUp. I've encountered uh, so many different people from so many different areas of the gaming industry. Um, even want to get you know some people, like, like team members of mine on the PlayUp side in to talk about the ins and outs of actually you know running a sports book and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really trying to you know peek behind the curtain a little bit there, but also kind of change things around and bring in industry personalities so you, the listener, can get more insight on how that stuff works. And of course, we'll be interweaving picks and, and actionable information throughout, uh, which is always a staple of the Doggy Juice Pod as well. So before I talk some college football, I do want to discuss the first ever Bet Bash um, it was in New Jersey, in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, last Wednesday, Wednesday, August 25th. And I had the, the pleasure of, of attending that event um, with a few play-up uh, co-workers and, and a couple dimers people as well. A friend of the pod, Matt Landis, was, was, uh, was at the event as well. And it was really just an incredible event, and I want to touch on this because it was it was the first of its kind, and it was sponsored by a right. I guess it was technically sponsored by FanDuel, but um, but Spanky, professional sports better, and and I guess just personality in the space who everyone should be aware of in this podcast. If you're not, you have to follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's the one that organized it. It was the first of its kind. There was 250 plus people in the industry, uh, mainly betters though, uh, professional betters. There's never been a larger gathering in human history of of professional betters and people like-minded people in the industry that all uh, wanted to see things go the right way, but really people that that's, that speak the, the same language. Um, I've never been in a room like that with that many degenerates too, but it was a lot of fun to say the least. And uh, on our end for play up, it was really really cool because we were the only book really that was present there of course it was sponsored by FanDuel they had a couple guys there but um, and then the CEO at Sport Trade was there and the awesome guy got to meet him and compare uh, the PlayUp app to the Sport Trade app uh, pay attention to them as well they're going to be launching in New Jersey soon but um, anyway it was besides that PlayUp was the we were the only book we were the only presence we were able to get that messaging out there that we want to take big bets we want to take sharper action and uh, we, you know, we want to we don't want to squeeze guys out, uh, especially guys that are aspirational sharps or you know square sharps that maybe are getting falsely identified by our competitors as a sharp better. Uh, so that part was really fun, but also just from the betting side, being able being around people, uh, discussing concepts and 
and really just uh, anything you can really think of in the industry. And there is going to be a Bet Bash 2. It's in Las Vegas at, uh, it's supposed to be at the Circa next April, first few days of April. Uh, so I highly encourage any of you listeners out there that are really interested in this space uh, to attend that event because it was the first of its kind and uh, was one of the uh, coolest nights of my life, to be honest with you. We're all out past 3 a.m. together, uh, closed down bar, and then we're just all, you know, guys just hanging out in a parking lot talking sports betting, you know, legalization and concepts uh, past 3 a.m. on a Wednesday night. So just really not going to have an experience like that again. And I know everyone that attended that event feels the same way. And speaking of Matt Landis, though, um, he invited me on his podcast, the Props and Hops Pod, earlier this week. Um, the first ever third time or three to guest um, on that podcast. And just as an aside, um, because that's a Dimers podcast as well, and 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 you absolutely should be listening to it because the the guests that he's brought on that pod the past few months are there's no podcast out there in in sports sports betting that's bringing on the people that he's brought on. I mean, I'm talking like the best of the best in terms of sharp betters. So you absolutely have to make props and hops a part of your 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 weekly rotation in terms of sports betting podcasts to listen to and um, i was fortunate enough to go on there earlier this week and discuss the bet bash event with him in more detail um, and we also took took a look at uh, just a couple preseason concepts in the nfl and i also officially gave out the official doggy juice pod preseason team of the year relative to market expectations on that podcast um, it's in the second half of the episode. I'm not going to give it out on this one. I'll talk about it next week on this pod. You're going to have to listen to his in order to hear who that team is. Um, so I highly encourage you to give that episode a listen. Props and hops. So now let's talk some college football. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. We have an incredible slate, or I guess you could say the first full Saturday slate um, of the college football season. Obviously, week zero was last Saturday, so I guess you could say that, you know the season technically started on August 28th, uh, 2021, but we have our first, first full slate Saturday, and it's that time of year where you get your friendly reminder from me that price is everything. The temptation is going to be there to make some bets to, you know, tomorrow or when you listen to this on the day Saturday, and even throughout the season, making bets on game day, and have at it. You know, I mean, enjoy the games. I, I know like, I always preach to people uh, that you're flipping a coin and you're going to lose in the long run, but, you know, this is stuff's also entertainment too. But I really, really encourage you to follow um, the Doggy Juice, the third commandment of the Doggy Juice 10 sports betting uh, commandments, and that is shop for the best price. And that literally goes in perpetuity when it comes to sports betting. That's the one advantage we have as bettors. Bookmakers have to hang the lines. We get to pick and choose which ones we bet into. And just as an example here, in terms of getting in at the right price, uh, there was news um, last night or earlier this week. Uh, it was reported by uh, by BetMGM. I guess one guy laid there, uh, you know, laid thirty five and a half on Tennessee in their game on Thursday night for two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and he also bet UCF Central Florida laying six and a half points for $110,000. Now, Tennessee, they could have been had in the high 20s uh, and low 30s for months. And and really, I mean, even until just a few days beforehand, you, you, could have got, you could have got them in the low 30s. And Central Florida, you could have had them down, at, you could have had laid four and a half with them all friggin' week. Tennessee ended up winning by 32. Central Florida ended up winning by five. And this guy uh, that they spent all this money, 
he would have won three hundred thousand dollars if he had gotten it gotten at the right time, and not even at the openers. You know, I understand these line. You know, these week one lines are sitting for months, and you know the guys who really crack at them early. You know, like the you know laying twenty seven on Tennessee at the opener. That, that's not the case here. This guy he could have he would have won three hundred k if he just got in earlier in the week, but instead he lost three hundred and thirty k, six hundred thirty thousand dollars swing. And it's important to keep this concept in mind because these lines are sharpened out before kickoff when this guy bet um, on these games. And another important thing to keep in mind is when you hear these big bets, and it, you know guys like Darren Ravel, they they go out and report this stuff, and people eat it up because you know they, they like to put themselves in those shoes and you know imagine what it'd be like to win that much money. But whenever you hear these big bets, you should know the listener that this is not sharp money. Almost all of the time. There's always exceptions to this stuff. But especially in a book like BetMGM, this is not sharp money, especially for this amount, especially at the numbers that it was bet at, and especially at the time it was bet. But whenever you hear these, there's there's that, that temptation from a lot of rec players out there. They hear, you know, guys like Darren Ravel or, you know, these these uh, talking heads in the sports betting media space. You know, pretty much, you know, they're, they're covering these big bets. They interest people, you know, betting $100,000 on a game on Sunday. And, and I get it. I used to write about this stuff for, for Bet Chicago back in the day because that stuff, you know, it, it sells. People people want to eat that stuff up. But it's really important to know that that's not sharp action. I mean, it's, it's hard. If you're sharp, it's just hard enough getting down. You're not going to get it down $330,000 on that uh, on the day of kickoff at, at a U.S. regulated book, with exceptions, of course. But that's, you know. It's it's just never going to happen. So that's an important thing to keep in mind, and something I wanted to touch on as well, just as a backdrop heading into the season, that you really got to shop around, try and get in early. If you feel strongly about a side, uh, get in early, especially if you think the line's going to move. And obviously, that's easier said than done. There's a lot of art that goes into that as well as science. Um, and I always tell people, you know, if you like a line at a certain price, but you think the market, you know, is more likely to to move more in your favor, you know, maybe maybe you lock in half half a unit early on and then see where the market goes uh but it's it's important to shop and i, I know i've talked about this for years but this is just a perfect example because this guy 630k swing if he had just bet a few days prior and obviously this card on saturday is a great looking one the lines have moved um in terms of you know action that i have that you know and, and you know i'll even go back here before i tell you about bets that i have that have clv on saturday because i do have alabama miami under 65 and a half um I do have Rutgers laying 13 and a half, and that game was actually moved, so a lot of people had their tickets refunded depending on where you bet. It's another thing, always read the fine print. Um, but, you know, I had CLV on bets on Thursday night. I had Ohio State, Minnesota under 65 and a half. That total closed 61 62. It looked good at halftime, and then I look at the score at the end of the game and saw that I lost. You know, and stuff like that happens. Um, so you just got to be willing to, to roll with the punches on that stuff. You can't get all locked into one result. That's why we have our bankroll management. The flows are going to be there, guys, during this whole season. I mean, we're talking an extra week in the NFL season now to bet. We've got 18 weeks of the regular season. You are going to have losing weeks. You are going to have winning weeks. And not getting ground down into the individual results is going to make you a lot better, uh, not only for, you know, you're <laughs> mentally uh, moving forward, but it's going to help you kind of see the big picture. So I, I really implore you to to see the big picture every given week. Those bad runs are going to happen. It's just the law of large numbers. And uh, just keep grinding, getting the best price. And if you're you know, you're beating the market, getting the best price, and you're getting the CLV, the win's going to get there. The winning's going to get there in the long run. So one play that I did want to mention um, right now is for my friends here in Illinois, 
DraftKings, at the time I'm recording this, is hanging a total of 52 in the Iowa State-Northern Iowa game as I record this. FanDuel, on the other hand, 49.5 on the total. And I can tell you that you want to get in on that under 52 on DraftKings. If you want to scalp it out right now, nothing more, nothing bad about that. But I would definitely be taking the under 52 in Iowa State, Northern Iowa, um, and for a few reasons. You know, Iowa State early in the year, and this is an in-state rivalry, and I, I went to the University of Iowa, so I know these inter-Iowa rivalries go. But Iowa State has a look ahead, playing Iowa next week. Uh, Matt Campbell, and, and people should know this too, just as an aside, Iowa State has been really the doggy juice college football team uh, of the year the past two years, especially two years ago, because we really identified uh, Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy early on uh, as being the mar- before the market did really as, as just being a great team to bet on in select spots, that defense as well, um, very strong defense. But um, with that in mind, you know, and I certainly wouldn't be laying it with Iowa State in this game, but, but this is a game where I expect, you know, both teams come out, uh, you know, obviously maybe a bit rusty on the offensive end, but also Iowa State not showing all their best stuff, maybe a bit more conservative early on. And Northern Iowa's defense is no slouch. They're really not. And, and if, you know, maybe you want to get at this uh, maybe by Iowa State team total under and, and as well as Northern Iowa team total under, there's different ways to diversify the portfolio there, maybe a little bit of first half under. But um, in terms of getting after market you know, discrepancies, just, a, you know, two and a half point discrepancies, pretty big. And, and you're, you're experiencing that right now with those two books in Illinois. So I encourage you to, uh, to get involved in that under 52. And if you want to take some over 49 and a half, scrape a little back. Um, you know, nothing, nothing worse than that, and just rooting for numbers to fall. Uh, but I would definitely get after that under 52. And a reminder that if you are looking to bet on all of that exciting college football action on Saturday and on the NFL next weekend, the Dimers Bot over at the Quick Pick section at Dimers.com runs thousands of simulations on those games and can help you find an edge on whatever game you're looking to bet, whether it's side, total, whatever you want. So definitely make Dimers.com a part of your daily handicapping process. And, of course, always gamble responsibly. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. It's good to be back. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, then please leave a rating of the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can as well. Just a quick rating just takes 10 to 15 seconds and really will help get the podcast out there to more people who may be interested in hearing it, whether they're interested in sports betting, sports betting legalization, or just learning more about how this exciting industry is going or just how to become a sharper uh, sports better and with actionable information. Anything that you can do to help spread the word really, really helps and is much appreciated. Moving forward, I will try to keep this uh, going in some sort of structure. Um, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be doing an episode every week given my schedule with play up, but I'm going to do my best to have some sort of uh, rhyme to reason to the structure. I'll be bringing in more guests, more evergreen content, and um, now that football season's here, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, may even be just dumping random episodes in uh, every now and then too, so uh, stay tuned. I definitely won't be letting long stretches of time uh, occur in between pods now. We're back at it. Year four, three years in uh, th- the Doggy Juice Podcast, three anniversaries. So I really appreciate all of you listening. Uh, really, like really do appreciate that. Um, all the people that have been involved since day one and all the support you've given. It really means a lot. Uh, we're all in this together, and we always will be. So uh, really just appreciate it because you, the listeners, are, are the backbone of this podcast. 
So I'll be back next week with a brand new episode, a look at the NFL, upcoming NFL season, and I will also reveal the official Doggy Juice preseason team of the year relative to uh, pre- relative to market expectations. Um, but if you want to hear that right now, you're going to have to listen to the latest episode of the Props and Hops podcast that I was on earlier this week uh, with Matt Landis to hear it uh, beforehand. So I'll talk to you all soon. Good luck on your action this weekend. Enjoy the games, and I'll see you all next week. It's good to be back, baby. Doggy Juice out.